to Imagine Me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host, Abby. How you doing, Abby? Hello, Panda, how about you? I am doing just fine this evening. Abby is filling in for Alice, who is having some internet difficulties tonight. Abby is, oh, of course, uh, our all-star fill-in <laughs> Imagine Me and Utena co-host. And she's here to help me talk about race and revolutionary girl Utena. You may remember, listeners, that we have talked about this once before, but I didn't want that to be the end-all be-all of the conversation. And coincidentally, the same day that that episode went up, I got an email from someone else who had been interested in talking about this topic. So, of course, I said we have to do another episode, and I have Adrian here with us tonight to help us do that. Adrian, how are you this evening? Um, I'm doing pretty good. You have not been on the show before, so we have to ask you our uh, background questions, which are, who is your favorite character to start? Um, it's gotta be, honestly, either Anthea or Accio. Yeah? Yeah. Why is that? I mean, I know we're here to talk about uh, them and race later, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Accio um, is always an interesting pick for favorite character. <laughs> i've been hanging out with That's ronda too to much <laughs> i'm like oh it seems normal <laughs> yeah um i don't know i i just uh find their characters really um layered and very interesting i like kind of the whole vague mythos around them a lot so yeah that's pretty much um kind of what i'm really into when i'm watching utina these days like i i've done a few rewatches with friends and like every single time ampy does like a micro expression i like freak out in the chat yes. <laughs> That's the best to watch those on rewatch because I definitely know the first time I missed so many of those. They're so good. They're really good. And uh, how? What is your history with Revolutionary Girl Utena? How did you get into it? So, um, there was this YouTuber. I think he's still on YouTube under a different name, uh, Chase Utaku, and he had a list of like anime's twenty most deliciously evil villains. <laughs> and <laughs> I watched that, and it like totally changed my life. But, like, the first time I watched it, I was kind of skimming through it because I was really tired. And Akio was on there, and I just paused, and I saw, like, this really hot brown guy <laughs> on, like, a red car. And I was like, oh, shit, I gotta watch the anime that this is tied to. Like, I have no clue what this dude's about. But obviously, he's gotta be, like, great. That's and incredible. Obviously, I was, like, a little wrong about him being great. I mean, it depends how you define great. <laughs> If you true, if you decide true. to change your definition of great to is Akio, Akio <laughs> is great. <laughs> he sure is Akio, yep. Yep. And uh so how many times that you've mentioned rewatching the series, how many times have you seen it? Oh shit. <laughs> um, a lot. Like at least seven. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, legit. And roping new people in, that's the best part. Like, just keep showing friends and such. Well, that's how this podcast yeah. started. <laughs> Touche. It was me roping Alice into watching it. <laughs> to our topic at hand, we didn't in the previous episode where we talked about Utena and race, we didn't really get into uh, the stuff about Anthe and Akio in particular being like the main villainous entities of the series and both being the only brown characters on the show and that's something that you have in your notes here so I think that that's kind of a good place to start. Yeah, thank you. I mean, like, we could kind of start by talking about, um, like, the whole, I guess, context that they're kind of being thrown into. Yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, it's a Japanese anime, but the whole kind of mythos that they're kind of entrenched in is, or at least superficially, seems to be based in, like, these Western fairy tales, the prince, the princess, mm -hmm. the monsters, the witches. And, of course, in all of these Western fairy tales dark equals bad whether that's dark skin or you know dark clothing um you know you'll see in like fairy tale books or folk tale books a lot of the villains have either like a darker skin tone or like one that's kind of yellowish which is usually more associated with anti-semitism than it is necessarily racism but obviously that's still a huge issue yeah. 
Um, and while we're talking about kind of Western tropes with regards to um, skin tone, dark skin is not only just bad and evil, but it's also sexually perverse and sexually exotic. Yeah, which especially in thinking about Akio as a character, is there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's honestly a bit uncomfortable when you kind of dig into it and you yeah. realize that in this kind of context that we're exploring Utena and, um, you know, all of these, well, uh, a lot of these kind of, you know, dark sexually aggressive sexually um or super sexually um attractive like exotic quote-unquote like i have the limited edition i think the 10th anniversary edition dvd yeah yeah um set for the second and third seasons and in one of the books they talk about um one of akio's um previous designs where he was like light-skinned those are so weird to look at with he he and anthe with light skin is just bizarre it's really bizarre yeah it's really weird (laughs) but yeah like they they literally use the word exotic to talk about his current design good old like orientalism yikes yeah big yikes it's a big yikes yeah i was complaining on twitter uh, a couple months back about it because i literally just like was flipping through the book for for you know just for fun and Mm -hmm. like i saw exotic on there i was like holy shit are you serious disappointed but not surprised Yeah. Well, and Saito has a history with doing that in some of her other work using brown characters as, like, an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Aesthetic is the key where they're like, that's that's an aesthetic choice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like, there are lots of issues in Japan with colorism. Yeah, like, the U.S. has its whole slew of issues in Japan. It's just a whole different, I know it's a different context, but that doesn't make it any less yikes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a different context, but there's still, like, a lot of similarities with the colorism and, I mean, straight up racism as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. A lot of people, when they're talking about, you know, trying to defend Japanese anime, and a lot of times when it comes to, like, its portrayal of, like, black people, I've noticed, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, they're not racist, they don't know what racist is. It's like, that's literally anti-blackness. I'm a black person telling you that's racist. Like, I think they understand enough to be, like, racist in a way that they would literally, like, portray a black person with rubber hose-looking pink lips. Oh, yikes. You know? It's like... It's like that stuff doesn't just go away because they're a different country. Yeah, I mean, the the examples of, like, anti-blackness in manga and anime are numerous. Like, it's really not that hard to find. Even in popular stuff, you know, like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But back to Revolutionary Girl. Yeah. (laughs) Utena. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you see these issues unfolding um well kind of going back to the whole myth mythos and the fairy tale stuff yeah it's kind of interesting how um how we're initially introduced to dios as this idealized prince yeah that is true because in the beginning it seems kind of like a subversion mm-hmm. of usually what's going on but then you know as we get deeper into the series we realize that dios being a prince it's not you know like a good prince it's not a good thing to be a prince in the way that he is a prince yeah it's it's the whole thing with him being really Akio who's this horrible horrible person you know it 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 kind of subverts the whole goodness so the initial subversion of this idealized prince he's not idealized anymore he's I, I wouldn't necessarily I think demonized is a bit too um strong but he's like corrupt. Corrupt, yeah. Corrupted prince is quite possibly the perfect way of putting this, for sure. And princeliness in general in the series is like seen as a corrupt thing for sure. But especially, like, I I like your point about how it does seem at the beginning you are having this subversion, and that's what it's is all about is subversion. And it's like, oh hey, are we actually gonna get like a brown prince who's like this figure that Utena looks up to, and then. It's like at the end of the series, Dios is like reduced to this character spinning around like a carousel. And then there's Akio, you know, sipping his his, his cocktails and all that. (laughs) Okay, this is where we landed. Yeah. What about on like Anthe as a a witch and then being this kind of brown character in the series? What do you have to say about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess when talking about this, I would kind of dip into fan interpretations of Anthe as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, this kind of use of her kind of... I I tend to see that the most um like common consensus of like what their racial identity is supposed to be is like South Asian or Indian. Yeah. Um, Kind Bindis, of based yeah. off of their dark skin and the bindis and the texture of their hair and stuff like that. And I see a lot of people in fix kind of, I think they're trying to be inclusive, but a lot of times it kind of comes off as fetishy That's with the thick. way that they kind of tie in um, magic with this, with, with the oh, yeah. South Asian Indian identity. I hadn't um, even thought about that, but yeah, definitely there's... And it's like, part of it is like, yes, she's literally a witch, but the way in, in which you do that matters. Yeah, because, I mean, at least, like, for a lot of Western audiences, I would say that when we're introduced to, you know, South Asian characters, a lot of time it's this really Orientalist kind of, ooh, they're so exotic and they're so magical. Look at how mystical they are. Yep. Um, such pretty outfits and, like, such pretty outfits, yeah. such all that kind of stuff. And we don't necessarily see a lot of that within the series. But, Definitely the um, manga, I would say, like the art and such. I, I haven't read the manga, so oh, I'm interested. unfortunately I can't really speak to that. But, I mean, that's just kind of like Chio Saito in general. Like, her, her, she really likes that aesthetic, and as Panda said, she uses it in other series too. Like, a lot of the same kind of characters to kind of add that exotic, you know, factor to her, you know, girls' comics, which is like, okay, that sure is a thing you're doing. But th there's certainly plenty to talk about in the series itself. Yeah. And, I mean, not to mention the fact that they're brown literally to, like, other them from the rest of the cast. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it really ticked me off when I realized that their brownness is literally, like, a clue to that that something's like kind of going on especially with the whole mamia thing yeah yeah i really am interested in your like morality and then the mamia issue like can you i really want to hear you talk about that yeah i hadn't had not thought about this before but yeah there's a lot lot here yeah so like um i mean it kind of depends on how you separate dios and akio i personally see them as the same person okay. um but if you go that route Literally every dark-skinned person in the anime is either Akio or Anthe, which is a problem in of itself. Yeah. Um, yep. Because they're othered immediate once they appear on screen, and the anime really does nothing to kind of unother them at all. When we get Mamiya, he stands out. He stands out because he's a brown character, and we're introduced to his sister, who is light-skinned like everyone else. And of course, blended families are a thing, and there's nothing wrong with that, of course. I would love to see more representation of that in media and yeah. manga and anime specifically, but it's just not something you really see in anime and manga, as far as I know. Um, I haven't seen a lot of... I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. Either. I'm sure they exist, but they're definitely few and far between. Yeah. But they're not like... Mainstream you know, or... Yeah. Yeah. And of course, when, you know, at the end of Mikage's duel, we see that, you know, the real Mamiya, this innocent Mamiya that's the real sick child that was kind of pushed to the side that was, um, you know, had his identity stolen, is light-skinned. He's light-skinned. Yeah. Like, kind of that stereotypical, like, sickly kind of, like, remember, like, kind of tiny, teeny kind of figure, like, Victorian-like, pale character. I had never thought of him that way, but he really does have that sort of sickly Victorian child look to him. Yeah, which just adds this whole other level to like, oh, you know, and then there's Mumia like, you know, overshadowing him or whatever, which is just like, uh, it's... And you know that you just can't separate that from the lexicon of racism and colorism that exists. When we have Anthe, who is this brown person, disguising herself as Mamia who is this light-skinned person, and when she is even in this... Oh, God damn it. Where, where did we... Did we... Um, we were talking about Mamiya, and it was... Uh, we had just talked about, like, the reveal of, like, white Mamiya, 
quote unquote. Yeah, sickly Victorian, sickly Victorian boy, mommy. Yeah. Yeah, and which fits with the whole like kind of Western fairy tale thing, but yeah, I mean that that villain coding is definitely there. Yeah, and um, Mm -hmm. I was trying to think of like some like solution to that, and um, yeah. Because, you know, Utena, I mean, it's beautiful, I love it, but it really lacks facial and body diversity. Like, if it was like a Naoki Urasawa um, anime, which I'm not Mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with him at all. His... What, some of the stuff? um, He's done Monster, if you're familiar with that. Okay, I read some of the manga and I really liked it, but I never went back to it. Yeah. But I can picture it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so like, his designs are definitely more uh, kind of realistic when it comes to... You know, the varieties faces and faces and, yeah. and bodies and stuff. And we don't have that in Utena. But I think that at least we could have, like, a hair color change with regards to um, Mamiya versus um, Anthe Mamiya. Because, I mean, we have Toga and Sionji having different hair colors. And their faces are pretty similar if they're just emoting neutrally. Um, so I feel like we could kind of, you know, do the same with Mamiya. Like, even just have, you know, Anthony Mommy and not have freckles, even. Like, that would still be a cool. That would still be Yeah, something. I, I feel yeah, like I there's definitely hear. a way to, like, have the Mommy a reveal with that. Because I feel like almost it would make the reveal easier to, sw- like, it would make it more palatable for, like, the original Mamiya to have also had dark skin because then it makes sense that Anthe is able to convince Mikage that she yeah. is the original Mamiya. Yeah. And rewrite that memory. Yeah. And it wouldn't really, it doesn't have any impact. Like him being white is just more jarring, but it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. It really so doesn't. Just- he could just as easily have dark skin. And I mean, Anthony's a witch. She can, you know, change in anything. So it's like, you know, there could have been more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I guess I sound really critical when I talk about this, but I mean, Akio and Anthony are my favorite characters. I do really love the series. I just find it, you know, somewhat frustrating at times. You look deeper into it. It's good to be critical of the things you love. That's why we're still talking about it, you know. <laughs> 20 plus years later um and i do think this is something that isn't talked about very much i mean i follow a lot of cosplayers i feel like people like they just it's so nice to see a character with dark skin in anime who it's like you like their aesthetic you like their character and that's what's great when you can connect with them um but that doesn't mean there's not problems in how they're represented especially in an anime from 1997 like geez if we can't be critical of that like how can we be critical of like anything now you know yeah <laughs> Well, and it makes matters worse that, like, it, it, like, even though there are the issues with, like, the fact that they are the only evil characters, like, there are a lot of people who, like, are appreciative of the fact that there are these major characters in the show with dark skin. And then the merchandise that has come out in more recent years, that's how you do a segue, uh, it continues to lightwash these characters, and uh, Anthe gets the worst of it, mostly because she gets uh, a you know a lion's share of the merchandise. Yeah. But uh, there are you know there are charms. There's official art that has come out, like for like the Ikahara exhibit, like mm-hmm. where they just make her skin significantly lighter. And it's just, it's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating that they continue to mess this up even after the series is already over. Yeah, I mean, they, they even did it in the fucking movie, you know? Like, yeah. a lot of people really like their designs in the movie. I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm I'm really upset about the skin tone change in the movie because it, it's just like, why? Like, wasn't it made, like, maybe two years max after the series? And they were conceptualized at the same time, too. So, like, they were working currently. I mean, it did come out, I think, in 99 or... The movie came out in 99, and the series ended in 97. December 97, so basically, like, almost 98. So, like, two years later. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, like, yeah, I mean, I know people do, like, 
the design change? I literally don't know why they changed her skin. Yeah, there's a lot about the movie art-wise that I love, but the, the like, the, the lightning of character skin just doesn't, like, you already did this once, you know what color she is. Yeah, it's... Just and it baffling. literally just you can you can put her hair down that's fine like sure change that don't give her glasses perfect but like yeah but the merch it's like i just actually got um a friend gave me like some of the keychains from the exhibition and i know lana like the one i remember she did a really long post with talking about how she actually had to change in the edits to make like the chibi um, be slightly darker yeah, like, yeah just because lana... it was so upsetting how light she was and i see it in person and i'm like what the heck? She's basically it's in a skin color. Like, who in their right mind thought that was okay? And there's a lot of problems with fan artists, also. Like, yep. oh yeah, Japanese. I mean, I it's not just Japanese fan artists, but there are a lot. It like it's Japanese and Western fan artists, and a lot of times they'll try to be like, oh well, we're using a pastel color palette, but it's like That's no, not how that you works. can you can still have dark skin characters in a pastel color palette. You just need to know how colors work. Yeah, I mean, they'll say like, oh, it's just the lighting, but it'll be like a flat image. Yeah. And, like, they get so upset when you point it out. Like, even when you point it out, like, calmly, you're like, hey, so this is, that's not, you know, her skin tone. You know, that that's off. Um, maybe you should, you know, like, use the color picker tool? Or, I don't know, maybe do something to try and get it more, you know, accurate. But then they just kind of go off the rails. Like, why are you disrupting my creativity? You know, like, my freedom of expression wants Anthe to be seven shades lighter you know it's just you're calling me a racist you're calling me a racist for just because you do something racist doesn't mean you can't apologize and learn yeah. from it like you know ah you have internet such a wonderful place sometimes right speaking of racism in the internet yeah oh boy <laughs> we get to talk about this yeah oh dear. um so about I want to say, like, at least eight years ago, there was this um, YouTube project called SKUpid, um, and it was, like, uh, one of those abridged anime things for Utena, and um, it was just really racist. You know, um, what's interesting about SKUpid is that I, uh, I, you and I had talked about this before, Adrian, and I reached out to Empty Movement's own Geo and Yasha, and I asked them if they had heard of SKUpid. K. Upit, and they said that they had never heard of this before. Really? I mean, I can. And they it. are like the the fandom curators, so I was shocked to hear that they had never heard of this. I'm not quite sure. Is it like like the bridge series kind of thing? Here? Yeah, or it's what? a type of. It was okay. an abridged series. I think I found it on YouTube at one point, but I didn't watch enough of it because it wasn't that good. From what I well, it's coming not. up in this conversation because I've, I've never seen it, but um, purportedly it is very racist. Adrian, do you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, so um, one of the gags in the, um, in the series, which by the way is only like two full episodes and then like a handful of teasers. Okay, um, and maybe I did watch this because I, I remember being uncomfortable. <laughs> I remember discomfort being key <laughs> to my experience with this thing. Yeah, so one of the biggest gags was that Dios was like this very stereotypical aggressive black man. Oh no. Um, One of the quotes from it, I remember it because when I was in high school dealing with a lot of internalized racism, mm -hmm. I thought this was funny. Oh, he man. says, get back here and beat Seonji before I beat you like you stole something. Jeez. And it's like, Jesus Christ. And, and it's done in this very thick, obviously trying to be black accent. Um, and Anthe as well kind of deals with some of this, um, I guess, racialized humor, huge air quotes around that. Um, you don't have like, to call uh, it humor if you don't want to. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> it's shit. <laughs> Go on. Call um, a spade a spade. Like, it's, oh my god. Like, some of these abridged series just don't age well with the humor, but, like, racism, that, that never ages well because that's never okay. It's never okay. Like, there there was a whole gag about them not knowing what Anthe's race was. Oh, God. Like, Utena at one point calls her, like, Shaniqua, which is, like, obviously Shaniqua I remember is a that. name. Oh, my but, God, yeah. But, like, people obviously use it as, like, this sort of 
dig at, you know, black culture and stuff like that. And there was one where there's there's another racist, like, um, Latino joke in there as well with regards to Andy. It was just, it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and it exists. Um, I can link it. I don't think we should. I, I don't, I definitely don't want to link it publicly because I don't want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Any, I, I don't want like, to give them views. But if you send me the link, I might send it to Gio and Yasha just so that they can see it. But yeah, I don't want to. Pl- people don't go and watch this. Don't give them views. Like we, we. T- I we- like to think that people like this have changed and that it was just like. I I just thing, don't want anybody but... going out and looking for this out of like morbid curiosity. Like, get, get, there's so much better stuff to watch. Honestly, yeah, and and I mean, honestly, the last episode they put out was four years ago. So mm-hmm. there's probably a huge um chance that they've realized that maybe this isn't the best and they've changed because they haven't updated in forever so i mean they did have a four-year break before their first and second episodes so we're not out of the woods yet (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah um that's sku bid um sorry for putting them on blast but i mean that's no put them on blast put the racists (laughs) on blast yeah, that's just not 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 an origin of fandom, you know. It's like, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I do feel obligated to bring up another issue related to race and Utena, and it's sort of timely, I guess. I don't. I meant oh, yeah. to bring this up in the last episode where we talked about race, and I just don't think it ever came up. But in the Revolutionary Girl Utena musicals, including the one that I just saw in Japan, the actress that plays Anthe wears makeup to make her skin marginally darker. Yeah, um, I remember being in a live stream of the musical and this had come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like pretty angry at the time about it i mean because like i just don't understand why you would do that especially when it's not like such a big difference it really isn't and that is what i find most frustrating and look i mean look i support these musicals i am on record i am on many records supporting these musicals i just bought the blu-ray for the black rose musical like and i feel you know i feel bad about that and i mean you know my white guilt doesn't really help anybody but like it's frustrating it feels like such an arbitrary choice that didn't really need to happen and honestly the difference is so slight like it's really not even that you see much. pictures of her just like Yuko with all the other cast members it's like her skin is slightly darker but not like it just yeah it's it's frustrating i think frustrating is a really good word for it because it's just trying to I mean i know like i do cosplay stuff and this is always a always coming up especially like I mean, it just seems to always pop up about people darkening their skin for cosplays. I've definitely uh, accidentally retweeted a cosplayer that darkened their skin to do an anti-cosplay, not realizing it until someone sent me a message. Yeah, it happens. And it's just, for me, I mean, it's like this whole thing. And I think with Japan, especially like looking at these costumes, they see it as like an accuracy thing. It's like you want to make it look accurate as possible but it's just like like the skin color is not a costume it's not something you put on it's oh it's just it's very frustrating and i love these musicals too but yeah i mean i think i don't think they did it for pluto too it's well they they have been on the quest to lighten pluto's skin since the 92 anime ended every iteration of pluto gets lighter and lighter as Sailor Moon continues to exist, yeah, much, much to my angrily shaking my fists at the sky. Yeah, it's a continual problem, but it's one that it's like you can still love a thing and be like, this isn't okay because it's not. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really know what else I would say about it. I mean, it's kind of just really frustrating. It's really disappointing. 
Um, I mean, it's like, if you wanted someone with darker skin, why not hire a person with darker skin? You know? It's like, I don't know. It's, it's disappointing, but it's not surprising. Oftentimes, it just comes down to laziness, and like, they, yep. they wouldn't- Don't like, want diversity. People would not like to be characterized that way, but frankly, it is easier for them to not try to look for- like actual representative casting than it is to it's easier not to than it is to try and do it because like finding representative casting requires special effort and they just don't want to put forth the effort and i consider that lazy it is lazy 100 percent. it's lazy and like the, the most impactful theater or like really any media that i found makes an effort to be inclusive and be diverse like it just makes the thing better but people don't want to put the effort in all right do we have other things on this topic because we've talked a lot about all of this adrian no i think that's kind of it okay well uh one of the other reasons that we have you on the show is that you also run the Utena Crossovers Twitter account and we've talked what? about Utena Crossovers That's so cool. on this show before. Uh that was a long time ago. That was an episode that I recorded with Alice and I in my car driving from <laughs> uh, like on an hour and a half drive from one location oh. to another well, i remember we that now talked about crossover yeah. stuff and i, I didn't did know, know had awesome. a noise cancel anything at the time so <laughs> you just heard lots of road noise but yeah you run the utina crossovers twitter account and so uh you wanted to talk about utina crossover ideas Heck yeah yeah i think run is a bit of a strong word because i haven't really updated it in a while <laughs> that's fine you're but the, the holder kinda... of this account right yeah. 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 Um, I'm really into crossovers and alternate universes and shit when it comes to uh engaging with fandom stuff and I think Utena is really like kind of prime for crossovers and stuff because um oh, yes. I think its setup is just very um I was about to say fertile. That's like the worst Ooh, word to use. No. <laughs> it's, um, it's very um well ripe is not much better. Um, <laughs> it is uh, conductive. Conductive? Conducive? 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 Conducive. Yeah. Conducive. I like that. I'm a thesaurus. What <laughs> It's very conducive to um kind of crossovers because, I mean, kind of depending on how you interpret the series, you can kind of have these multiple, like, I call them dual cycles. I think you guys have called them, like, time loops in the yes. past, or at least Alice has. Yeah. <laughs> time yeah, loops! Time loop theory. Shout out Alice! Yeah. Time loops! Shout out to Alice. I'm super into um, that kind of, those kind of theories of like looping time and different duels and stuff like that. And I think you could just kind of like plop anyone in there and say, oh, that was their duel cycle or that was their time loop. And maybe they just got bad things happened to them because they weren't Utena. <laughs> I do love <laughs> slotting like other that. characters into the Utena archetypes. It's very fun. Yeah, it is. I have not really thought, I've thought of, like, crossovers, but mostly, like, gustatory. Like, I've definitely, like, thrown around the idea of doing a horror meet chase <laughs> crossover fic where, like, they run a cafe and, like, it's in an empty, like, have this cute cafe thing there, but that's just very self-indulgent. But yeah, Utina, like, has a series, you, know, you can really drop anybody in there, and yeah, that's super fun to I'm most yeah. interested, I must say, in, um, you have a bullet point here that says Wolverine versus Akio. (laughs) Thank you! I was like, what? Okay, so, um, I forget exactly what, like, spawned this, but I was talking with a friend, and like, oh, um, I was talking about my OC versus Wolverine. Okay. um, Naturally. Naturally, because that's what you do. And somehow the topic of Wolverine versus Akio came up, and like, I was, um, I was, like, in a kind of a Marvel craze for a while. It, it like, pops up and goes away. It's like a cold or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I was on the website on, on one of the wikis, and on the wiki they have, like, a power chart for, like, all the characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll have, like, 
strength and then like if it's at three that's the human average and beyond that it's like superhuman and stuff like that okay and um i was looking at that for wolverine and my friend was like okay so how would wolverine versus accio go down and <laughs> i was like well you know that depends and kind of just went right into it and like i, I think i think the biggest thing i was it, it depended on was like if it if it took place at Otori or outside of Otori, because yeah, I, I kind of tend to think that Akio is probably like kind of semi immortal while he's at Otori, like kind of that idea of like this coffin that he's able to quote unquote play in or like run around in until he eventually just runs himself dry or some shit. Um, I'm about to post a twitter poll and nobody's gonna know <laughs> what this means until yes. this episode comes out <laughs> i just i just like that i just can't i just can't imagine akio taking the effort to actually have to fight someone who's like wait i can't make anthe do this for me like she's used to getting like stabbed with all these swords but if he actually had to fight Wolverine, like, I can't see that ending well for him. Especially, Twitter, like, outside yeah, of Otori for sure. Well, I know. I don't know. I'm voting for who would win. Imagine me and Yutina <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> vote. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of like, okay, so, like, Akio probably doesn't fight much anymore. Like, he lost to a child. So I don't think he's going to win against Wolverine. But I don't think Wolverine is going to be able to, like, kill him completely i feel like he would like stab akio or like decapitate him or some shit and then like akio would just like kind of pop up in his bedroom like lounging and be like oh shit i died but i'm back he would try to sleep with him <laughs> he would <laughs> unfortunately he would. we can, we've it, the, the evidence points to the idea that the only person who can kill akio is akio honestly That's i can imagine true. them getting in a drinking contest that would be kind of funny that would be very interesting. I'm almost tempted to like write a fic about that. <laughs> that feels like the beginning of a porn. Oh no! I mean, it has Akio it in it. Of course it is. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like because it's Akio. Oh my god! He would call him Logan the whole time or something. I don't know. He like, whatever. would. That smarty yeah. asshole. God. Just imagine like a musical Akio's voice. Like, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. Hey, did, oh, okay, yeah, Abby, do we know if yeah. there is any if there is any makeup involved with I was just thinking I was thinking Akio because I it hasn't come up yet. I can't you know, I am so gay. I really only followed all the girls from the cast on Twitter. That's fair. Um, but I <laughs> I know he's definitely posted photos and such. Um, but I have not investigated to see, um, like, in makeup, out of makeup. Do you know photos. what his Twitter name is? Mm. Uh, should I? Yes. Do I? I bet I'm bonus following him. That might be a good way to find it. You know, actually, that's that's a good point. Let's find out. <laughs> and to be fair, I know she just said she just learned his name. Let's probably be disappointed, but you know, oh God, Mister Wiki Wick, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that popped up. That was just from the Discord earlier. People were having discourse about it. And I was driving, seeing these notifications popped up. I'm like, I can't escape. I'm trying to listen to the musical, but Mr. Licky Lick is just here. There's definitely a post with all of the actors. Haha, <laughs> the teacups. Oh, my wallet. Oh, here we are. You find a cast list? Google Translate. Help me. Help me Google Translate. You're my only hope. Oh, yep, yeah, followed by Vana, so I think this is him. Okay. okay. Here is the Twitter. Okay, and this is Akio. As far as I can tell. Yep. I mean, if you look at photos, it really doesn't look like his skin is dark that much, but I have like one of those I wanted those orange things on my computer for night mode, so I need to like Part of the problem is that in a lot of his like pictures of himself, there are like filters on it. That kind of make him look like lighter. I mean, looking yeah. at the official like cast headshot, it doesn't really. But then again, I mean, it could be very subtle. We're gonna go with we don't know right now. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, like it doesn't really change very much, like whether they did it for just Anthe or whether they did it for Akio and Mamiya too, like. It's still, it's all bad. It is all bad. I mean, it's like, it's really interesting when you look at, like, the artwork 
seeing like a bunch of the cast members together. Like you kind of it looks relatively the problem is this is also indoor lighting, so there's just so many factors. Yeah. It's also hard with like the wigs and the theater stage makeup. Yeah. Because stage yeah, makeup they is, do have like it is a shade dark. Because at least when I did theater, it's like you did do stage makeup like slightly darker in your skin tone to account for the lights. But there's a difference between that and like darkening your skin tone. This one's really currently cute. inconclusive. <laughs> But if anyone has better info for me, I would be happy to Please. update later on. I will uh, make note if that if it ends up being the case. But uh, shrug, we yeah, it's really we hard can't to tell. tell. It's honestly, it is still in certain photos of um, what's Anthony's actress's name? Uh, Yuka. Yuka, it's yeah, yeah. still in some photos of her hard for me to actually be able to tell yeah. because of like just the post-production they do on a lot of even just like candid photos. Oh, for sure. Especially like any of the bromides and such. It's just Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, darkening your skin for a costume sucks. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter if yep. people think that you don't know what racism is. Japanese people know what racism is, and pretending that they don't is infantilizing and a gross misunderstanding of the history of racism in Japan, which I'm not an authority on in any way, but that doesn't mean that it is not a problem that exists just because I can't explain to you beat by beat why and how the ins and outs of Japanese racism. That's all I've got. That was good, though. Okay, back to crossovers. Um, You have here written HDMAU, and I don't know what that means. Uh, It's His Dark Materials. So like, um... <gasps> yes! Yes, yes, yes! I <laughs> oh love His God. Dark Materials! Yeah, yeah. So um, a friend and I were uh, working on, like, possible daemons and stuff for the cast. I would love to hear your thoughts. Okay, okay. I, I just gotta... Okay, here we go. For Utena's daemon, we, um, we thought that, um, that a hair would be a good one for her. I forget why we chose a hair for her subtle... for his subtle version. Um, but we said that back when he was, um, like, unsettled, he would be a stag, kind of like, um, like horns kind of Ooh. being a crown like a oh. princely sort of crown thing oh i can um, see that yeah anthony and akiel both have pygmy marmoset um, interesting choice yeah we we thought that um that neither of them are actually settled they're unsettled um but they pretend that they're pygmy marmoset that they're both pygmy marmosets uh kind of as a um throwback to Choo Choo. Oh, that makes sense. And we thought That's it would cute. be like really creepy if like Akio also had like this cute little monkey thing. And be like, oh haha, just like my sister, we're just the same. It's all cute. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. And then um I actually have like a bit of fic written where it's a fight between Utana and Akio and their demons are in it too. That sounds really cool. That's so dope. I can share that after we're done recording. Sure. Um, yeah. Um, for Sayonji, we decided on a golden pheasant. I can that, see that this. Like... Any sort of like showy bird that yeah. fits him. Just like, I'm just imagining throwing his arms open when he comes back to Utori. Like, yes, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, Toga, we picked a mink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I forget why it's ha- I'm sorry, I, I don't remember like half the reasons why we picked these. I think that I um, think that it's a good choice. They speak for themselves. Um, Nanami is an Auroch. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. That like prehistoric super cow. Oh my god, it's incredible. Yes, yes. I see I googled this. Please I send- I enjoy what, what this. Is- How do you greatly. spell that? It's A U R O C H. Yes! It's so ready to fight. I love it. Yeah. What about Jerry? Um, for Jerry, we picked a wasp. Uh, we thought that it would probably settle as some sort of insect, not because she's like an insect, but because like they're kind of hard to read, so she 
in her demo will probably want something that isn't like super reflective of like her deeper emotions and stuff. Oh yes, yeah, that that makes sense. I can see like wasps are very severe, much like jury. <laughs> yeah, we were kind of thinking of that too. I don't know, like Abby, do you have a idea? Because jury's oh. like. Oh jeez! Right? Oh, I mean, I don't really know historic materials very well, so I can't really like. They're kind of like oh, okay. Like I Patronuses, kind of. I guess I just sort of assumed that you were uh you were familiar with his dark materials, um. But I feel like I've read a, an AU or somewhere. <laughs> they're but... like it's just like a it's kind of like a familiar like you know like okay. a witch, like a witch is familiar except like you know they're not witches. Okay, but well, like they, but I, when they're when the when the character is younger, like they don't have a settled form. But then when they become an adult, they settle on like a form that's usually reflective of their okay. human host in some way. Well, that's cool. I mean, like the panther is the obvious choice. Yeah, jury the panther, yeah. of course. Panther, but it's like, I've been I've been talking with Fukiko about this and um, talking about how basically Let me jury get like go on here. Please, oh my god. She's the greatest. We've been talking about fic like for the past ever since I got back. Careful, if we if we gush too much <laughs> about her, she might listen. I mean, she's great. She um, but uh, talking about how yeah, she seems to like this kind of panther, but in reality, she's just like a kind of skittish house cat. Like she doesn't want to get too close to anybody, but like, and if I stare at people long enough, will they know that I like them? Like that's just jury. So some sort of like cat, I think, but not like a big cat. Like she, people would think that she's like this kind of like cat, but like it's just. And still, kind of like I mean, I love cats because they can be kind of you know more subtle. But I definitely need to see her that. But uh, I like that. Yeah, and Shuri could be like that bird. And I don't remember what kind of bird it is. That slams into the window and dies in their episode. It's a type of bird, but oh, and that it's like cat and ma- like um cat and bird, but she's the one who actually yeah. torments. I like that. Shuri. Yeah. Thank you. I I don't think about these characters. There, it's like the mockingbirds that used to dive bomb my cat when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, well, now I'm thinking like the cuckoo. <laughs> I don't remember what kind of bird it is. I should look that up. I know somebody has it. Probably like Doc has an essay somewhere about it or something. But probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a handful more. Yes. Yeah, please. Miki, we decided was a liar bird. Ooh, yes. I agree that Miki is definitely a bird, especially the uh the whole Kozaway in the bird's nest thing. It's all very thematically appropriate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, though for Kozaway we chose a daddy long legs. <laughs> oh my god. That's too good. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, that that works. Just waiting for uh, for Wakaba, we chose a Shrike. I can't really remember why. Um, I think it was, like, something about her looking like a normal bird, but being, like, I don't know, having a side that is more than normal. But Shrike seems, like, very violent more than normal. I'm not sure why we said Shrike. Well, think about her Black Rose song. Yeah, like, that's... Well, true, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say is, uh when she sort of breaks in the black rose arc there is this there is this energy of like an angry shrike yeah no for sure like birds you're just like oh it's so cute but like no they could and then the last one we had was uh for kanai of all people interesting oh. she she exists a she my friend and I talk a lot about her and how we're upset about how she ends up. And yeah. Because like, oh I feel like she didn't deserve all that. Not at all. Oh, nobody definitely deserves not. that. <laughs> nobody. Like, Kanai's kind of a bitch, but nobody deserves that. Yeah, and she's still like... a student, too. She's like 18. Yeah. Yeah. Like, God. She's like 18, I think. Yeah. Just like so kind of both. Akio and Andy were like, oh, fuck this bitch. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, what did you say Kanai's was? Uh, a sheep. A sheep? Like, kind of like a sacrificial... Oh. Sacrificial lamb. Oh, yeah. so sad. Oh, I'm getting the Kanai vibes. Yes, I like this. And uh, we've got some other stuff here under uh, crossover ideas. Oh, yeah. So, um, 
I have a expanded Utina universe map. <laughs> I would love yes! to hear more about this. Do tell. Yeah, let me uh l- let me put it in the um chat. It's basically just like a timeline of like a bunch of AUs I've thought of. Okay, here we go. Oh, interesting. I would love to hear more about this. I see some some JoJo stuff in here. I like this. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... The JoJo what? started it all, actually. Oh please, wait, homunculi is that is that Full Metal Alchemist? I see. Yes, it is Full Metal ha- Alchemist. I can get. I understand. I I understood the purpose. Um, <laughs> please, please explain. Yes. All right. So for people who aren't looking at this right now, we will uh, either attach this or share it in some way when the episode goes up as a visual aid. Okay. Um, the one hundred soldiers cycle is um is the first one, and we placed it at like nineteen forty. Like we we aren't saying that these are I worked on this with a friend. We aren't saying this like these are like the actual dates that any of this took place. But just like if we were gonna put them on a timeline. Sure. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. We would be like, okay, we'll just do it like this. Um so the one hundred soldiers is like um it's like the first FMA cycle. Um and it's okay. kind of like it's basically kinda like the one hundred duelist cycle with Mikage and stuff. But um Dig that reference with Yeah, but with Ed being um kind of in Makage's uh place and oh, um, ouch. Alphonse being kind of the mamia, but not like in a creepy incest way. Um, but like he's actually legit just trying to help his brother. So like there's no Tokiko in the mix. It's okay. just them two. Okay. Um and then the homunculi cycle is kind of the secondary cycle after that one. Okay. Using the homunculi is kind of um, kind of a black rose duelist for mm. the black rose duelist of the one hundred duelist cycle. I kind of forget how that one went. Uh, I want to the see 100... less duelist uniform. I'm just putting that on the record. <laughs> that would be maybe incredible. someone will try it. Maybe I will try it. I don't know. Yeah, that would, um, that's cool. Especially adding like the seven deadly sins like aspect to it. Like there's a lot of yeah, and like stuff to impact. Thinking about like the dual names in like the, the Utina cycle, I suppose like there could be duels based on all the sins and who would be matched up with who and all that. That would work really yeah. well, actually. It would. I wish someone would write that fic because I've tried and it's hard. <laughs> oh no, I don't. I don't have anybody trying to write that. That would be a, an undertaking. Yeah. Um. So the one hundred duelist cycle and the Utina cycle. That's basically just the canon. Okay. Um, Dio's first contact <laughs> is first um <laughs> comes after the first Utina cycle. Yeah. Um. So that's basically when Dio met Akio. Oh my god, the energy. <laughs> yeah, the the energy. Uh, I don't know that one temporal plane could handle that. <laughs> I've only seen a bit of JoJo and I know enough to know there's a lot there. <laughs> I feel like they there's have the same much. voice actor. No, uh Dio has Toga's voice that's actor. It, oh, that's that's it. it. That makes that's... that actually makes sense, yeah. That would still be really fun. I knew though. there was a connection there. Yeah. And and I think Akio voiced um, Jotaro in the OVA. You know, I think you're right. I think that might be what I'm thinking of also. Yeah. Um, so the Joestar Party Engage, like, that's basically just Stardust Crusaders. So that's not actually really a dual cycle. It's just literally just part three of JoJo. Okay. Except Akio was, like, there at some point. Okay. Which is horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just add a little horror to the mix. It's fine. Yeah. The second Utena cycle. So my friend and I, we were watching uh, the Utena movie. Okay. And it was their first time watching it. And they were like, yo, this Anthe is so crazy. I don't think this is the real Anthe. They had like this whole like theory that like the Anthe in the um, Utena movie was yeah. like a fake Anthe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Utena was like the real Utena and she was still coming back to go rescue this Anthe. So there's like two Anthes now. Interesting. It's like wild. I'm getting Sailor Moon more flashbacks. Like, <laughs> where is Pluto? <laughs> um, and then the M over H cycle. That's just my OC stuff. Okay. Okay. I don't even know how to explain that shit. Um, that's fine. 
OC stuff covers it pretty nicely. Yeah, and then the Josuke cycle, that's the um, part four's Jojo going to Otori and kind of his cast uh, being the duelist in that one. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the grand universe as it extends at this moment. I was planning on a Kingdom Hearts 1 too. Yes! So. <laughs> Hand is all about the Kingdom Hearts. I love Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh man, you should see me uh, complain about it. <laughs> I love to complain about Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I have a real bone to pick with the colorism in Kingdom Hearts. Oh boy! So. Oh god! Oh. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's uh, it's bad. Oh, that yeah, that's so a whole bad. other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, uh... That's really cool! I didn't realize when you stuff. mentioned this that there was going to be Jojo in there, and I do like Beast of Jojo. Yeah, Jojo was actually the one that kind of kicked it off, um, yeah. in kind of the worst way possible, but... <laughs> I just, the amount of extra, track. I mean, they already kind of Jojo pose in Utena, like, but yeah. actually adding Jojo, like, that, that, that level, that aesthetic, combined with Utena's aesthetic, would be like... Powerful. So powerful. Like, I'm not... Can one show handle that, you know? It's I don't like, think so. Yeah. It would become something else entirely. Like, mutate into some, yeah. the levels of extra levels. Peaceful yeah. It's the uh, instrumentality project. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, just throw Eva in there. Why not? Yeah, just throw <laughs> Eva in here while we're talking about other shit. Why not? Why not? You know what? I can't believe that I never made a, um NG uh, part in this, because... I have, like, this whole theory that, like, Evangelion, Utena, and Tokyo Ghoul, like, surrounded the same themes, and I was, like, really into it for a while, Ooh. and I totally lost the notes on it. I but, watched, like, the first season of Tokyo Ghoul, but I did not keep up with it after that. Good! It's bad! No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that, but I don't know much about it. Yeah. Like, like the anime's really bad, but, like, the manga, like, it, it took a huge nosedive uh, um, like a transphobic nosedive no, like, it, no. it got bad it got bad yikes so i cannot recommend tokyo ghoul well it's good to know one last thing yeah. i have to think about watching <laughs> yeah all right um do we have anything else that we want to talk about um I'm not really sure I have anything else for you guys. If we don't have anything else, we can wrap up. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Uchnacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanata. Abby, where can people follow you on Twitter? You can find me at Abby Say Swords. That's A B B Y Say Swords. Abby you can also says find me on words. Instagram. Abby says words. Same handle for platforms. And uh, if you would like to follow my usual co-host, Alice, you can find her at LiarWolf. I won't spell that for you. She normally does, but I don't spell things on this show. Uh, <laughs> Adrian, where can people find you online, should you wish to be found? You can find my Twitter at SaltiestGoat. Very good handle. Please only follow it if you are over 18, because I make a lot of posts. About one of Fuxemnus from Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> so... <laughs> you are valid. I'm really not. <laughs> You're not, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, I also complain about colorism on there, so you get the best of both worlds. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to plug other than Twitter? Nope, I have a tumblr but you're just gonna have to find that mm, mystery tumblr mystery Valid. tumblr yeah our tumblr is basically a mystery now because i haven't updated it in forever but it's imagine me and utina.tumblr.com if you'd like to email the show you can do that at imagine me and utina at gmail.com that is a good place to contact us about coming on the show or feedback yeah. on episodes that we've done so far or just you know send me pictures of your cat i don't care we have an email address and you can get in contact with us there if you want to you can also contact us at our twitter we are a patreon supporter podcast and you can find a link to that pretty much anywhere that you can find us on the internet that is what helps 
me keep this show hosted and also i had a a scare with my laptop recently where some water got this some bitch made it all the way to tokyo and back and then within like a week of being back there is a storm that gets some water on my laptop Oh, no. It is sur- it survived. It made it through this whole episode, which means I think it's going to be okay. But I just cannot believe. <laughs> Literally, the After only all that- o- the only spot in the room that got water on it was the spot that had my laptop. <laughs> oh. So if you support the Patreon, you can support the possibility that I may have to get a new laptop one day in the future. But for now, it seems like everything's fine. So false alarm. Everything is dijobu. Everything's totes dijobs. Totes dijobs. Yes. Uh, that's it for us. That's all the things. If I missed anything, eh, whatever. We're back from hiatus. Woo! Uh, Woo! Revolutionize the world, everybody. See ya. Bye.